let's talk about it. Welcome back to Thick Radio, the podcast where we talk about gaining feedism and everything in their orbit. I'm James. And I'm Tim. So let's get into it. We've got a couple of guests on today, people. So we're going to get them yeah. to introduce themselves now. Hi, this is Eric. Uh, you would remember me from Entree, Main Course, and Dessert, and also XYZ Experience. Hey, guys, this is Ken. You probably remember me from Fitness, Whole Burger, in my mouth. And this is Michael, and you probably remember me from Gaming in the Public Eye. Ah, so lovely to have you boys back with us today. How are you all doing? Fine and dandy. <laughs> I'm doing great over here, getting a break out of the heat. Same. <laughs> Same here. Love to hear it. So today I think is going to be an exciting episode because we're going to be talking about something that every fucking person listening has struggled with which is the joys of plateauing within gaining and you know each of you guys actually represents i think a very important part of that conversation whether it's you know the persevering through or it's the finding the ways around or it's the bursts of growth and transformation that we get to witness to see each and every one of you has a delightful something to bring to the table on that conversation so let's get into it i want to know from each of you how long have you guys been gaining for uh so i'll uh i'll go first the um i guess i started must have been about 11 or 12 years ago and months sort of been um sort of slowed and steady uh it was, it was a little faster at the beginning but i have sort of been on a plateau the past four or five years um not really going at it real hard just been a lot of things that come up in life that keep you from uh from gaining and so um but yeah about 12 years and i've i've gained about 125 maybe i guess <laughs> snaps for that and i'll jump in next i'm a little newer to the gaining scene definitely i've been in it two three maybe four years now actively gaining just shy of two years and i've been doing more of the gym and gaining that aspect of things it's been pretty whirlwind of a ride for myself. I've gone from probably 220s, 230s, up to now I'm fluctuating around 300, uh, give or take, on a good day. And I guess it's my turn now. Um, I have been gaining, I guess if I do the math, it's been 16 years now, more than half of my life, uh, which is weird to think about. It doesn't seem that long. And I have put on, uh, I was figuring this out yesterday, this also doesn't feel real. I am 10 pounds short of putting on 300 pounds. <laughs> I started, I started all those years ago at a 180 and I am about 470 now. I mean, uh, to, to put this in context, because Michael, I have known you for quite some time. Um, I, I've had the privilege to see you grow throughout those years. Um, and the gains are real, people. It's, it's actually quite something to see someone who, you know, like, you're a friend. You're someone who I just know in the world. And it's wonderful to see you make such an incredible transformation. Um, 
regardless of the fact that it's such a great huge transformation you know so it's it's like a it's like a friend pride thing to be like that's my girl yeah they're doing the thing i love it you better eat that cheeseburger and oh that was the waitress and that was the table too shit slow down <laughs> two three hundred pounds gain doing nothing so you know it's, it's clearly working so listen i think this is fabulous getting to know the people and their journeys uh tim some yes. your journey Oh, um, so I guess it's been uh, since about the age of, I want to say 27 was when weight started to pile on just naturally. And then I didn't actually start like dedicating myself to gaining until I was 35 and I'm now about to turn 40. So, you know, but it's been a long, tedious, slow, drudging process, unfortunately. Like, of course, I've had fun with it, but like, plateaus have been the bane of my existence because I can get stuck at a plateau for a couple of years before I finally push forward. I've only recently managed to break 250 and I'm sure that I've fluctuated a little bit up and down both ways since then. But like, fortunately, like once I hit a plateau, like I'm, I'm, I'm at least the weight stabilizes and I can stay at a certain weight for a while. Hmm. I mean, look, I've talked about my journey plenty. You know, I was 100 pounds when I started. I'm just over 200 pounds now. It is a 100 pound growth. I'm very proud of it. It's taken me about 10 years, but that's genetics for you. Um, But yeah, that conversational plateauing, I know it well. It is a very familiar story. And I think it's a familiar story for a lot of us, right? And I think this is really where this conversation becomes really important because over 100,000 people on Groma sometimes a decade of existence plus all the years of the community prior and somehow there is not one solid conversation on like how to overcome like the biggest common hurdle that the majority of people experience right so i just feel like this is really that jumping off platform where we're going to be exploring figuring it out sharing some experiences and hopefully for the people listening maybe there is some gold nugget wisdom in there that's going to help some people move forward uh, but really that's where we're at today, you know, so we're just going to get into it and see where we wind up. So to that point, I want to ask you all, what have been your experiences with plateaus? Talk to me about what kind of weight and size you were at and how that made you feel when you were in the midst of it. Well, I would say, uh, 250 sort of seems to be a common area. I think where a lot of people, I don't know why, um, that hit me too, you know, I'm uh, right at uh, 315 now. Um, and I've been here for five years. So I guess 315 is another one, <laughs> another one of those, those numbers that everybody hits. Um, and it, it, as far as getting through it, there's just, um, I don't know that there is a one way to do it. I think it really just, um, your body changes over time, I guess, you know, and so, um, you know, you have to adapt to whatever your body's doing. And that's sort of what I've done. Uh, so like right now, uh, uh, ironically, um, my doctor has put me on Ozempic, not for weight loss, but for blood sugar. And that of course is being marketed off label as a um, weight loss aid. And a lot of celebrities are using it, pushing it and saying, oh, use it for this. Well, those of us that actually need it for the real reason that it was invented, can't get it. Um, I found out uh, Friday that uh, I have a prescription for four refills and every other time I have it filled, they want to do another prior authorization because 
they don't want it prescribed off label. So, but that's, I went off on a tangent there, but the, the point being that it does suppress your appetite. Uh, so I'm struggling through that right now, trying to get my appetite back to where it is normally just so that I can maintain. Um, so, you know, it's, it, there's strategies and different things you have to do as far as um, eating slower and eating smaller meals more often, things like that, you know, just try different things. I like to hear about your uh, issue with the appetite because that was kind of part of where my plateau was at. But I'm kind of a little on the flip side of things when it comes to dealing with my plateau because I've always kind of, you guys have seen, I, I, I'm one that I love working out. I thoroughly enjoy the gym. Um, but I had hit a plateau there. That was what kind of started my whole issue was wanting to get into a bulk and actually add some more mass and add some more strength to my to myself. Because I had been, I've always been a, a sports guy and I, I guess you could call, call me a quote unquote jock, but uh, I played football growing up and various different sports and things like that. Um, got into my mid twenties, mid to late twenties. And it's just like, I'm going to the gym so often and lifting all this weight and doing the right things, but everything was just very stagnant. Um, my physical weight had, you know, I, I would go up and down between 215 and 230. I mean, on some, like on a year standpoint. <laughs> and I just, I couldn't get anything extra going for myself, be it in strength or size. And so for myself, it was getting that mental switch to like, okay, I need to feed my body more. And that was hard because I was one that hardly ever ate breakfast. I only ate two meals a day. I wasn't acclimated to eating those large portions that you needed to make that growth. Um, I will say I enjoy a little bit of uh, recreational things <laughs> that help with that appetite sometimes, you know, to each their own. Um, but for myself, it was just for not necessarily forcing but getting that mental connection of okay if i want to see these results i'm going to need to put in the work not only at the gym but also at the dinner table and that was where i mean you guys saw i went for probably what three or four months where i'm double breakfast double lunch you know i'm forcing those calories in and yeah that was tough at times you know i i did my best to make it quote unquote look easy but it was not i mean it was a lot of hard work um, and since then, my body's gotten used to that. It's been about a year or so now that I've been on this. And, and I've seen a lot of good results in that aspect. I mean, Helen, sitting comfortably around 300 and, and I work out five to six times a week. So it's, it's hard, but you can do it. So as the almost 500 pound guy, um, <laughs> I feel like I have seen probably every type of plateau uh <laughs> that there is um i will say however uh i am quite lucky in the gene pool the weight usually does tend to come easily to me um i don't know if it's a metabolism thing or what but i uh, i will admit you know I, I have been lucky in the fact that when i really do put my brain to gaining it does come easy to me um, so, you know, not to say that I'm blessed and highly favored, but I guess I'm blessed and highly favored. Uh, <laughs> um, no, but real talk, at least, um, <clears throat> I wrote down that my biggest plateaus over the years 
uh, money and job situations. That definitely played a lot in my um, early 20s, my mid-20s, almost my late 20s. Really, my whole 20s was just kind of a, a, a struggle. You know, I the whole college thing, trying to find a job. Uh, it's, and that's in itself, I feel like, an entire other episode. Um, but yes, money is definitely... Um, a hindrance sometimes when it comes to gaining and finding yourself at a plateau. Um, lack of appetite. Um, it's crazy because, you know, I guess it's like, even as big as I am, there's days and weeks even where I'm just like, I'm just not hungry. Uh, <laughs> and I know everyone's like, you're not hungry? What? I'm like, yeah, believe it or not. Uh, there's been other times where, I've been on medication, uh, like Eric was talking about, I believe, where it just, I was on a medication medication that just killed my appetite. The thought of food just made me nauseous, uh, as well as a lot of those same medications causing, like, digestive issues. Uh, you know, I won't go into too much information, but just, like, that medication constantly was putting me in the bathroom and i was just it was not it was not a mix um at all really so i'm glad to report that i'm not on that medication anymore uh but uh that, that definitely was a hindrance um i'll also say like uh i put like mental health breaks and lack of interest breaks uh to which is to say you know sometimes you just don't feel like gaining, and that is okay. You know, it's not... I feel like, for me and my journey, you know, obviously, I end up gaining weight, but there's also periods of time where if I'm, like, very stressed out, I'm like, you know, I need a break from grammar. I need a break from my Instagram, I need a break... And a lot of times, I'll just do social media in general. You know, it's not just like a grammar thing. It's just like, a, I need time to focus on myself and to focus on whatever particular situation that I am in. And then my weight kind of plateaus. And again, I'll say it is okay to do that. Honestly, before we go any further, I just want us to marinate in that fucking line. It is okay. Holy shit. Uh, 50 million points that every one of us can relate to. Gainers, encouragers, feeders, probing us, encouraging us, and then demanding and negging sometimes about the rate which we seem to gain. And that is just like a fucking universal gainer experience that needs to just stop. Uh, but apparently it's not. We're all experiencing it, but like, it is okay not to gain. It's okay to take breaks. It's funny. I feel like for me, I would reference it that like, even when I'm not proactively like trying to up my eating or do shakes or anything like that, I still term it as like I'm actively gaining because I am actively uh, participating in the gay lifestyle. It's like you could be a single guy who's not really having sex with anyone at the moment, but they're like, I'm still practicing homosexuality. Like, yeah, I'm still living in it like <laughs> day to day. That part hasn't stopped for me. I'm, I'm, I'm still here doing the thing. Uh, but each of you guys have had such incredible points that we want to touch on, but actually uh, to Tim, I want to yes. again bring you back to this. Like, what? Tell us about your plateaus. Like the kind of feelings you've experienced with those. Oh, okay. like I said, they've been the bane of my existence because when I when I put myself to it, like, okay, I want to gain intentionally, 
I want to grow now. I I guess you know, but, you know, no, I just naively thought, oh, all I have to do is just try and add more calories into my daily intake and I'll just start to balloon up. No, my body said, well, that's what you thought was going to happen. But what's really going to happen is I'll let you go up maybe about 10 pounds and I'll get stuck there for a couple of months and then maybe up two more pounds and be stuck there for a couple of months. And then so like it was a slog just to get over 200 pounds. You know, I was drinking cases of boost, very high calorie. I was like trying to do everything I could to equal the amount of calories necessary to grow like that. And then I got stuck at 200 for, I want to say a year, then every like subsequent um, step up the ladder. So 210, 215, 220, 225, 230, I was at like hovering just under 250 for the longest time. And only within the last month broke over that plateau. So it's just been, it has been an, uh, it's been a Sisyphean task to gain weight. Roll that boulder up the hill, bitch. Um, seriously, I think many of us can relate to that. And I do want to say here, you know, the the science around weight gain is actually just as shaky as weight loss because that information isn't there. Even if you even if you're like, oh, well, there's there's things that bodybuilders do. Like, yeah, that's muscle, bitch. That's like people have obviously studied that because the majority of the human race is like muscle is great. They haven't given a thumbs up to fat if you all haven't noticed. So the science on like what makes that happen is actually kind of shaky. We know this for a fact because the science behind weight loss is actually extremely shaky. What they've determined is that, and if you look, we've referenced this on the podcast before, the determinants of health by goinvo.com. Look it up. It's fantastic. Diet and exercise together only comprises about 10% of what leads to your overall structure of health. A bigger influence on your health and therefore the other factors of your life, like your body and the way it responds to the world around you, is mostly influenced by the physical environment you live in and also your ability to navigate that environment. So where you live, the kind of job you do, these actually have a greater influence ultimately on your body and the way that you will interact in your body than the food you put into it. So I feel like we need to kind of just understand that as a base. Sometimes we look to the way that certain people gain weight, right? And people in the community love to uplift superstars. Oh, look at this person. They were born to be fat. They were born to be a gainer. And this is not to ever take away from anyone's blessing and their blessing to gain. We champion that because God bless you. At least you got it. The rest of us didn't. But simultaneously, that is not helpful to the rest of us who need a little something, something. So just as a base, before we talk anything else, let's talk the medical, the health, the genetics. She's complicated, right? So remember that. And remember that both when you talk to other people, but also when you critique yourself. Because, bitch, that is something I have had to come back to to myself plenty, plenty of times. Eric? Yeah, and to add uh, to what you said, to the list you were reading and you were going through, uh, the season of the year can impact, uh, you know, how easy it is, even like your appetite, like Yo, summertime. It's hot. it's hot. I don't Summertime is not my time to put any weight on. <laughs> Y'all, it is 100 degrees here right now in Arizona, so there's, there's not going to be a lot of heavy meals being had. <laughs> no, but it could mean a lot of ice cream. Then now this is true. This is very true. Right. So we look at the, we look at the, it just depends. It does depend. We look at the, the circumstance and we look at the potential ways to overcome. And we can talk about a little bit of that as we go on. But uh, Eric, I actually want to circle back to, I think it was you who had said, um, 
sometimes it's things in your life that actually just take precedence over gaining, right? Like it is job opportunities and it's money and it's just other things in life that can take priority. And as a person who lives abroad, absolutely, that is very much the case. There is a constant semi-nest egg that I have to hold on to someone living overseas where I'm like, I could dip into this and have a really glorious summer. But instinct also tells me the moment I do that, something's going to happen back home. And suddenly I'm not going to have the finances to look after myself when I'm going to need to do that. So you're absolutely right. There are certainly things in life that take preference over gaining. And I feel like to put this out there to the group real quick, like, do you feel like the community respects that kind of a balance? Or do you feel like the community at large wants to kind of push you and say, don't worry about that. Don't worry. Just, just go ahead and gain. I mean, it varies. I feel like I've, at this point in my life and the community, I've surrounded myself only with people who are uplifting and who I uplift. Um, and anybody else, I just tell them to go screw themselves, essentially. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I think I wrote something here on the list as I was looking at it. Um, that something was like, if gays are involved, then of course it's going to be shady. Uh, <laughs> no, because there's always somebody in the community who knows your body better than you do and who they know, you know, what's better for you. And I just, I can't get on board with any of that toxic bullshit. I just, I can't. We don't have time for that. Mm -mm. But I completely agree with you because there's so many of those that don't take into perspective what we are all doing in our everyday life. As much as we would love to just continue and press and push and do all those things, yeah, that's great in a fantasy world, but you can't do that 24-7. We're all human. We've got our own things to do outside of this. Yes, this is what we enjoy and part of who we are, but there's more to us than just that. Yeah, that, that goes back to the, the whole concept of uh, the... The kink, I don't like to call it a fetish of gaining, it's a kink. And, um, but the, the idea that with other things that, that people have interest in, you know, in their sexual lives, they're, they explore that, they do whatever, and then they put it away and they go back to work the next day or whatever it is. And this is one that you can't just unzip a suit and take it off and, and you know, live your, the rest of your life. This is more of a lifestyle. Um, than anything else and you know it's it's one that we we enter into hopefully uh with eyes wide open but there are other things that that come along where you're just like i can't afford that right now or i i can afford the food but i need a new wardrobe and there's no way that i can you know afford both, both things right now clothes. they forget yeah that. clothes is a big deal and then not only if you could find clothes the clothes are more expensive the bigger they get oh girl that's that's a that's a let me get out my soapbox you know <laughs> that's that's another episode that's another episode i mean timbley you nurse you on your feet for your job like you don't yeah. even get to sit down yeah and i think it's like uh, personally i think it's a bit of a mixed bag like plenty of people that i talk to over let's say instagram are other gainers who know that like you've got a personal life, you've got a work life, you've got all these other things that you do as a, as a person that is not just constantly um, stuffing food in your face to try to get fatter. 
but there are also those people that like i don't know maybe they don't have any pictures on their profile and they're just someone who just you know follows other people in the community and all this stuff and they'll message you and they'll like very clearly have dick in hand while they're talking to you and they expect something from you and you're just like i am not here just just for you to to get your rocks off you know in fact this is kind of funny i i got a message from someone like that a couple of days ago and immediately began hitting me up for send me pictures send me videos say my name in the video so i know it's you and i'm like you can clearly see that this is me i'm not hiding my face i have an instagram profile with tons of pictures over 300 pictures at this point and videos i have a twitter i have an OnlyFans that's free if you want to see any of that go to those places there's no reason why i should have to send you more on top of what i have already and like well but please just i'm like no and finally i told this person i said if you want to continue to talk to me you're gonna to have to be less pushy <laughs> like i'm not That's putting an... up with this girl i say give me the like here's my paypal how about that because you know <laughs> what this conversation is work and i get paid to work so you can fucking make a donation bitch and i charge this amount of hour i ain't doing this shit no more bitch i'm too pretty for this oh but this conversation is fabulous because what are we discovering here like so much of that pressure can honestly come from other people and sometimes yes we put it on ourselves sometimes it's you know as we said genetics sometimes it is other people and sometimes you are just in a space where you know that you're not making progress and you're like do you know what i can deal with this i just need to look at something else right now and i need to move on and then someone else tries to make it your business and you're like this is not the time this is not the time. This is not the moment. Leave it alone. God, people learn to read a room. Can we, can we put that on the dossier for like emotional growth for people in this community? Learn to read the fucking room. That would be lovely gal. Um, to... And you know what I find really interesting about that is like, I, I get where people like maybe, um, I, I don't know everybody's age in the chat right now, but um, you know, like I'm, I'm about 40. And well, I, about 40, I'll be 40 next month. Anyway, the point I'm trying to make is I've noticed that um, with the younger ones, they act like there's not this glut of uh, gainer content anymore. Like, cause we're from, or at least me anyway, I'm from a, a time when there was very little, like you really had to scour for it. You had to do Yahoo groups. You had like two websites that you could go to. Nowadays, Grokio has what, five websites and there's Tumblr, there's Twitter, there's OnlyFans, even Pornhub, gainers are on Pornhub. Like there is a significant glut of gainer content out there. And I still don't understand why some of these people act like they, they're still scrounging in the dirt for the, you know, the, the, the scraps of the gainer community. It's not like that anymore. Girl, our whole theme is like, obviously we're fat because there's a bounty. So consume of the bounty. It is there to glut upon. Um, but Ken, to, to kind of circle in on what you had said before, you know, you had mentioned that there are other priorities as well. And you mentioned fitness as a big part of what you do. And you had mentioned that there is an element of, you know, a, an intentional decision to overeat. And that's, that's the bit I want to circle in on here, that intention to overeat. Now, sometimes we aren't able to do the thing that we know that we could do to maybe make things happen a bit more. And sometimes I do feel like, and this is a call out to everyone, we know that we could do more, but we just don't put the effort in. And that's maybe a little bit of where I want to come to here. I want to ask you, give it to me straight. 
when you struggled to find the fucks to give to eat the extra food that you knew that you needed to eat to, to meet the goals you wanted to meet, how the fuck did you do it? <laughs> What's the thing? Honestly, I just did the damn thing. Like, I know that that sounds very simple and kind of cut and dry, but I'm one that, not to how to beat a dead horse, but working out at the gym, you're the only one that's going to go and do that. You're going to put in that work. You're going to see those results. And it's no different with eating, especially if you come from having a low appetite or or not having the capacity or things like that. You can train yourself. It's kind of getting that mental, that mental connection of what you see you want to do and then actually taking the steps to hit those goals. And I guess that's where my fitness aspect of things helps with that because you know I know, okay, I'm going in to do legs today. I'm gonna have to put in some work. It's gonna be hard, it's gonna hurt, it's gonna suck, but I'm gonna enjoy the results afterwards. It's no different than if you're trying to push past 225, you're trying to push past 275. In my perspective, everybody's different. But for myself, I'm fortunate in the genetic lottery in that if I push myself to two to 3,000 plus calories a day, it's going to stick. Not everybody does has that fortunality, but other people also just physically can't eat that much. And that's where you have to get creative, mm. play around with find out what works for you. I've had some friends that are, I just, how do you eat that much? How do you get through so much food? Well, break it apart. Don't do it all at once. Yeah. Okay. Everyone loves the fantasy of stuffing your face and having this whole buffet and all this, everything afterwards and being so bloated, but physically some, sometimes you just can't do that. And so breaking it up into, you know, into separate parts throughout the day, I found when I first started, it was a lot easier. You know, I have six dozen donuts, I'm sorry, six donuts for breakfast and then have something after that. And then have in a couple hours, I have a couple burgers and then I have a set of fries. You know, I just kept it going. Um, that works for me. Uh, like I said, it doesn't work for everyone. I think that, yeah, that's such an important point to come back to. Again, genetic lottery doesn't work for everyone. But I do feel like there is an element of still needing to try because like we were saying, on on the topic of genetics, ain't nobody here's gone to the fucking uh, DNA clinician to fucking pull your threads apart and figure out, you know, what the story is. Ain't nobody's paid 10 grand to do that. You don't know what your genetic story is, most likely, unless it's something that you got some blood work done for, but whatever. Like, you don't know. So how are you going to find out? You've got to try. I know that that doesn't work for me because I've been doing this for 10 years and as I get that advice in, I try those different things. But that doesn't mean I begrudge those processes because that could still work for someone. We've still got to preach it. We've still got to teach it. This could work for you. Process of elimination. If this does not work, that's okay. Leave that Patience thing too. Patience because a lot of people want it the next day or the next week. Oh yes, ma'am. A month, three months, 12 months to hit what you want to hit, but you have to have the patience and you've got to have the due diligence to continue and follow through. I think that's the big thing because yes, you learn from your mistakes, but it's taking those mistakes that you've made and how you learn and, and switching it to finding something different to see if it works for you. Because like we said, we're all human. We all believe the same, but we don't grow the same. Amen. 
And, you know, to that point, I think this is a good shout out here. If any of y'all are encountering that where it's like, how do you get that kind of due diligence and everything? Maybe you all need to try and hit up some muscle gainers. Try and hit up some meatballs because you want to know who is having to count macros and look at grams of shit and do the math. Bitch, I hate math. I don't like that. But you know who's out here doing it? Muscle gainers. So if you know one or if you see one succeeding, reach out to them and talk to them about what they do because that process might help you. Um, and Michael, to to come to you here as our... We just gonna call you a 500 pounder bitch because you close enough, goddammit. Um, Mr. Chongus, um, talk to us about like how you overcame your plateaus. But I also, from you, I want to hear this. What kind of feedback did you get from people when you were on your plateaus? Like, what was the quality of the advice coming from you? Uh, coming from me? What was the quality of advice people were giving to you? So, usually the quality of advice is um, very unhelpful. Uh, and some of it was, trying, was coming from people who were trying their best to be very helpful, but they just didn't really understand the the process. And that's fair, because like you were mentioning earlier, it's the whole process of gaining weight is, is shaky in its core. Um, I know what has helped me. Uh, there's really two two different ways that i come and think at it um one is i if i'm at a plateau and i'm just i'm getting on the scale every morning and it's just like the same way morning after morning after morning after morning sometimes i'll look at the scale and i'll just say fuck the scale honestly just like put the scale up for a little bit um do everything all the gainery things that i want to do in the day um and then go slowly based on just feeling um what an encourager that i love to death he taught me how to do this and i did it for like i think the goal was to set out to do it for a month and i loved it so much that i ended up doing it for two um but i just didn't like i didn't think about the scale the scale was also kind of becoming this like obsessive thing in my mind where it was just like you know numbers 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 scale 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 you mm -hmm. know and then i didn't really like how i was i felt like i was too dependent upon that and i just wanted to just you know go old school screw the scale just eat what i want to and then just go on feeling that is one approach um maybe a more um tactical way uh, and more um, numbers approach I'll, I'll also admit i am not a math person i am not I, I don't count calories for the most part um i'm not gonna say oh i need exactly uh five thousand three hundred and eighty four and a half calories to maintain i don't i just it's i see numbers and my mind goes mm -mm. um but what i do no, and what I can do is just kind of do like chunks of numbers. So if I can do like, I don't know, 800 calories for breakfast and maybe 500 calories for lunch, you know, simple numbers like that. Um, 
in addition to what I'm trying to get at is the liquid calorie approach. Whenever I'm at a plateau and I really, really, really want to start seeing results, um, I always tend to go for the gainer phase. They have helped me time and time and time and time again. Um, and of course, you know, I don't even know if you've been if y'all have had an episode on gainer shakes, but <laughs> I feel like you could. That may be the next uh the next thing. But um gainer shakes they're they're kind of a double-edged sword because yes, they are very effective, but they also come with uh opening up a new can of worms. Um so again, that's one of the things where you need to listen to your body. Uh everybody's body is different. So, you know, what works for me and the amount that I can consume in one sitting uh, may not be the best for somebody else. I also, I also got into the world of, like, natural supplements to help with not only uh, digestive issues, because I had, I used a lot of heavy cream in some of my shakes, and of course that leads to mm -hmm. a lot of digestive issues. Mm -hmm. um, mm -mm. And another... A, a separate encourager uh, opened up my eyes to the world of um, uh, natural bile supplements. Um, and that really changed uh, my relationship with uh, a liquid calorie diet and how I was able to process it. Um, now again, I'm gonna. I, I'm not a medical per person by any means. You know, I'm just a singer and I teach music. <laughs> so uh, obviously, if you're going to add any type of supplement, be a natural or anything, please, please, please do either consult with your doctor or with another medical professional. Uh, don't just solely take my word on it. That's my disclaimer. Um, because again, what works for me may not work for somebody else. Right. I mean, I, I love hearing all this really. I mean, first of all, putting the scales away, bitch, I ain't touched my scales in a year because that shit's depressing. That that's a whole conversation. And I think another episode we need to do on like the kind of specific mental health things that occur within the gaining community that we don't talk about, like the obsession with weighing and measuring, because girly, if that is not a genuine reflection of what people are doing in the eating disorder territory of people trying to lose weight. And we need to remember that as the gainers, we're not trying to do the same thing that everyone else is doing, but the opposite direction. Like I get it. They're trying to lose weight. We're trying to gain weight, but also we're not just trying to like gain weight. We're trying to gain freedom from like a body oppression, which the entire universe is trying to put on everyone. So stepping away from numbers and that ob obligation is really important. I was saying this to Tim sometime short ago, you know, there's this real question of like, what is the goal with gaining? Is it actually to like crunch numbers and meet a goal or an expectation? Or is it to indulge in the pleasure and the fun? I think sometimes it can be both, but like the conversation we've had today, Sometimes people indulge too much in the fantasy of it and they forget to root themselves in the reality. And then sometimes we are looking far too much at the minutia and not leaning into the joy enough. So I think there is truly a question of balance. But I also love that you brought up natural bile supplements because this is a conversation again that gets bandied about. And listen, I know people that have said they've just bulk bought all, all sorts of whatever from Amazon. They didn't even look at the reviews. 
They were just trying to grab at anything and everything that might help them. And I don't know how bile supplements work because I've never taken them myself, but I think that's absolutely a point to come back to. Consult your medical professional. I mean, Tim, what's your... It's something that I'm definitely going to look into because so the whole point of bile is that it breaks down fat. It comes from the gallbladder and it breaks down um, complex fats in your stomach. And I've noticed that uh, the older I'm getting, I don't necessarily know if it's my lactose intolerance that's ramping up or if it's my inability to digest fat that's ramping up because I um, don't have a problem with butter, ice cream, or... Oh crap, something else. <laughs> but like heavy cream and milk. Oh, I don't have a problem with cheese. Maybe I didn't say that part, but like so heavy cream and milk, um, depending on the fat content, if I if I consume it, my stomach just becomes an acid pit, just trying to digest that. And then I get the acid reflux, I get terrible heartburn. I have to like, you know, eat a whole container of tums to try to get it under control. So I switched to skim milk and I'm noticing that it's less of a problem. So I'm like, okay, then I'm having trouble digesting the fat. So I'm really going to look into those bile supplements because I take that lactase enzyme thing that you're supposed to take before you eat dairy hasn't done, a sh hasn't done shit. Have so you ever now I'm going to look into the bile supplements. I'm sorry. Have you tried any like almond milk or any of those alternatives? I, you know, <laughs> it all comes down to taste and Oat milk, almond milk, soy milk doesn't taste like milk because it's not milk, it's juice. And you can't put that on the package because nobody will buy it. So <laughs> um, it just, it always tastes like something is missing. I was raised on cow's milk. So from the time I was a baby until you know now, like I have always consumed cow dairy products and it's, I don't want to stop because it's really tasty. <laughs> yeah i'll tell you I'll, well i'll tell you my experience that i have and the knowledge that i know about bio supplements um what kind of prompted me into it you know obviously i had an encourage a friend tell me about it but um i was so confused about my body because i am not lactose intolerant uh i have always I, i've never had an issue with any type of dairy, you know, uh, back when I was a younger gamer, chugging melted ice cream, no issues. But as soon as it came to heavy cream, which everybody was suggesting heavy cream, because you know, oh, it's cheap, and oh, you know, it has so much calories, and it has so much fat in it, and it's like a gainer's best friend. I could never digest it, though, and I thought, well, maybe it's just like I'm a specific lactose intolerant, but it never made sense to me until I found out that most most people now there are some people out there who are unicorns who can just like drink copious amounts of heavy cream and have no issues there's like i said those are the unicorn people for the rest of us the body can only produce so much bile to break down that fat once you know i think it's i think tim said it was the gallbladder i can mm. never remember if it's the gallbladder or the liver um that produces the enzymes that breaks down the fat that you ingest once it runs out of those uh by the bile uh any fat that's left in there your stomach's like uh we don't know what to do with this so mm -hmm. we're just gonna immediately expel it out um so taking these extra bile supplements you know when your natural bile runs out it kind of kicks in and helps digest the fats 
uh, and everything that's left over, and that way it uh, produces uh, more gained weight as opposed to the alternative. Hmm. Now, I I wanna I wanna pivot a little bit here, and Eric, I wanna I wanna jump to you first for this. I want to talk a little bit about your experiences with plateaus and, you know, ones you've overcome and the ones that you've struggled with. I want to talk about the mental health aspect, you know, so, and for Ken and Mike, we'll, we'll circle to you after this too, but I want to, I want to ask here, talk to me a little bit about that kind of positive feeling when you've had that success, but also I want to hear a little bit about how it's felt when you haven't been successful overcoming plateaus, because I think that's maybe something we can all relate to. Yeah, um, because it's very much related to um, body image and body image is very much in the mental health sector there. Um, like er earlier on uh, in my my gaining journey, I um, started doing GOMAD at one point, which is the gallon of milk a day. Um, and it was working, I was getting great results and it felt good. And like, I was really like noticing it and I was really on uh, running on a high. And then I hit 30 and suddenly I just wasn't feeling so good at the end of the day when I was doing this. And, you know, I was talking to my doctor and they said, well, you're drinking milk and he said, yeah. And he said, well, pe people of your, you know, particular makeup of your, your background that are in their thirties typically will develop lactose intolerance, even if you didn't have it as a kid around the late twenties or early thirties. And so that's probably pretty natural for you to do that. So I had to stop. Um, and of course the progress stopped and because that was some of all the things that I had tried, that was actually something that was working really well and not being able to do that or <clears throat> being able to do it, but not being able to do it as often because the the lactose free milk is more expensive you know yeah, <laughs> and so it, you know there's there's just or you have to buy lactate and you don't always either have it or or whatever your your situation is have it available at hand and um so yeah i i after i hit that i sort of was living on those that that extended high that i had gotten with that gains but then you know you start to feel bad that you again, your body image is so much tied to your mental health that you start feeling like, well, what, what am I even doing here? And, and I, going back to, I think something Michael was saying earlier about having, going into gaining mode or gaining whatever it was. Um, I go through that too. Like there's cycles where I'm super, super motivated to do it. And then times when I'm just like, Meh, you know, and it, it can be seasonal. It could be, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? It could be the, the conditions that are around you, that something external that's that's affecting you. It, I, I think it's you know, yeah. something that we don't talk about enough of is the burnout that we can yeah. get. There is a specific I guess type that's where of I'm going. burnout yeah. that happens when you're a gainer. You know, you not only do you want your body to keep growing for your own satisfaction, but it is like we all do get like a hit of confidence when other people comment on it too. And you get to a point where you're like, I'm trying so hard. It's not really happening. And, you know, I feel like I don't even want to post any pictures right now because I haven't had any progress and I keep posting the same damn thing. And I know that people are going to expect more from me and yada, yada. And all this stuff inundates in your brain and you're like, fuck, this isn't fun anymore. Why am I doing this? Why am I torturing myself? This is supposed to be fun. Um, it's hard to walk that line between like being motivated, but not being, um, 
obsessed, I guess, and not allowing it to affect you when you have setbacks or uh, that you step on the scale, the number's not quite what you were hoping it would be. Or you think, uh, you know, I've got an afternoon to myself, I'm going to have a binge session and you don't get as far along as you'd like to. Like you've got to just give yourself, because James is always telling me personally that I have to give myself grace when I fall short of my own expectations. And I think we all have to do that. 100%. Yeah. And I think it's uh, going, going off that it's, are you motivated to do it for yourself, for the feeling that you're getting? Are you motivated to do it for the, the responses that you're getting from other people in reaction to what they are seeing in your body? So like, it really does flip flop back and forth. And it's this, you know, this, area that it, it can change over time as far as what's motivating you to do what you're doing and I think that's a universal thing for all people like am I losing weight like people that are into fitness and health and, and losing weight am I losing weight because it makes me feel good or am I losing weight so that other people see me a certain way and I get that positive feedback are you getting that high from them or are you getting that high from yourself that kind of thing and so 100%, you know, I, I, I feel like this is something I've had to come to grips with, with lockdown and everything else, because I'm that person who has grown up being hypercritical of myself and nobody stopped me. So I've had to struggle with that in my adulthood. Um, but courtesy of lockdown, I've had the opportunity to really learn to focus on my environment and just how fucked our world is. Oh my gosh, I'm so broke. I feel like I must be terrible with money. I must be so irresponsible. And then I have to remind myself, no, we are currently experiencing one of the worst cost of living crises in the in the last century. You know, uh, the world is on fire. There's a lot of war and a lot of horrible things happening. So that's why we're all running around with a vague amount of stress. So no, actually, maybe you do have some money things that we could look at. But your situation is not because you're a terrible person. Look at the environment. Look at the factors around. Like, the game is stacked for you to not succeed. And again, when we talk genetics and we talk everything else, sometimes it's just not stacked in our favor to have that kind of rapid growth that everyone else does. We keep coming back to this, this episode. Some people get that golden ticket. Not everyone does. And you, dear listener, are probably that person who doesn't get the golden ticket. It is so important to take time to remind yourself that it is not your fault. There is, by all likelihood, 50 million things going on that you have no control over. And the only thing you can do is choose to say, okay, and look at what you do have, look at what you can work with and kind of take it from there. Uh, Ken, I think you were going to say something before, but you were on mute. I saw you uh, gesticulate. Oh, no, I'm disagreeing with you guys because everything that you've said is just like 100% facts. It's a combination between weighing people. Like, what, I don't understand why everyone needs to weigh themselves every week. Like, that just is just going to fuel that burnout and frustration unless you're freaking eating 10,000 calories a day and we all know nobody you can't do that and you have that and then the, the mental unless, unless of course you're Nikocado avocado who claims that he's doing what 20,000 a day or something okay okay can we segue just for a brief second here right like and this is something I've said to Tim a couple times because you know over the years as we all do you see someone who gains a whole lot of weight real quick and you slide into them dms and you're like man how the fuck did you do that what's your secret do you want to know the amount of times I've heard that their secret is I sit at home and I just eat boiled rice I sit at home and I've started swapping out water in my dishes for vegetable oil I've started doing all of these things that I, I can feel my asshole just 
quiver with anticipation of like, <laughs> not positive situations. I you you can feel you can feel it, and you ain't even consuming it. You know what I'm saying? It's like that's the reality. And some people right. are willing to punish themselves to get this. And for me, and for my house, we will serve the Lord. It says in the Bible, and the Lord says we won't drink vegetable oil <laughs> as a liquid. It is not a beverage to have with dinner, sis. Um, <laughs> Like gaining for me has always been about pleasure, right? So that's an instance, right? Where someone, look, if you are out there and you're willing to do those things, bitch, tip in the hat to you. You better do the damn thing. But for me, I decided that that was not for me. And so that's one of those instances where I have to be willing to accept, oh, there is something I could do, but I know that I'm not willing to do that. And I know why I'm not willing to do that. And that actually helps me be more at peace with my slower growth because it's like, where we know why we're choosing to not take certain avenues right and again it's getting that control factor back as well and michael to, to mention here you know something you had said that i think we're kind of circling around here you surround yourself with people who build you up and understand who you are at your core that is the immediate takeaway for me from all of these conversations there are so many people within the space who will tell you exactly what they think can you had said it like they think they know you and what you need better than what you know of you and what you need. But Michael, as you do, you need to surround yourself with the people who know who you are at your core. They know the truth. They can challenge you when they, when you, when they know that you're on the shit and they can pull you aside and say, bitch, we, we know you're full of it. You, you, you stop. You know what you need to do. Go ahead and do that. Right? Like you need the people who will challenge you when you need to be challenged. But also when you are down and not feeling it, you need people who you can go to and be like, babe, can I be honest? I'm feeling a little bit crap today. Why are you feeling crap? You know, I'm just, I'm not feeling very big. I'm just feeling, I feel like I'm not making progress. I'm feeling a bit crap. You need the people who will get into your DMs and be like, you are the fattest bitch in the universe. You are sexy. You are glorious. You are incredible. You need those people. And this comes back to conversations. This is our season three theme apparently is talking about a community and building up the people around you. So I think that's a big lesson, but like to put it out there to the collective, what is it about this concept of plateauing that we haven't touched on yet that we need to just get into it? I have a feeling that it comes from this need of constantly needing to do something. And I feel like it's a very um, American thing. You either need to be uh, uh, going to work and then you're at work and then when you're at home you need to be making dinner and then you have to start making plans for work tomorrow and then when it's the weekend you have to start making plans to to go out with jan and her kids and then you have to go to uh lunch with this person and then you always have to be constantly doing something you either constantly have to be gaining weight or losing weight there's no like spot where you can just take a breath and relax it's hustle culture exactly it's hustle culture it's the same shit that got our asses back in 2020 when everyone turned around and said now that your gain is because everyone's on furlough everyone's on furlough in it because everyone had an office job and now everyone gets to work from home or they don't have to work at all you get to spend your entire paycheck on getting fat and there's no excuse not to get fat it's that it's that exact conversation bitch I think a lot of people just need to be confident and comfortable with what you have done and are doing. I feel like everyone is so comparing 
comparative in their aspect of things of seeing, okay, well, Jim Joe Bob has gone up 50 pounds in three months and I've only gone up 10 pounds. Well, big freaking deal. Who cares? That's 10 pounds gain. You should be proud and confident and excited for what little bit you get for yourself and stop comparing to other people. I know I stand out and it's like a sore thumb in the gaining community because I just, I feel like I'm very different from everyone else, but I'm proud of that. And I love that, that I am my own person and my own being. And I think that that's what I always try and with my followers is just be confident in yourself, whatever shape you are, whatever size you are, whatever color you are, rock your damn thing and do your own damn thing. Yeah, also looking at uh, what what is it about the gaining that's that's like attracting you to it? So is it seeing a number on that scale or is it seeing a number on that tape measure or is it the feeling that you're getting? Um, you know, at the, the, when you're, as your body changes, you feel different things at different stages as far as like physically the way it feels to live in a bigger body and, and, and noticing that. And so I think, um, I think that's why comparison photos are, are so popular because you're living in your body all day, every day, and you, you know, it's changing, you are gaining, but um, you may not notice it until you see an old picture of yourself from like a year ago. And you're like, whoa, I, I really did. You know, I got to give myself some more credit, uh, that kind of thing. So I think people look for those metrics, like at stepping on the scale every morning, and that's just not realistic that you're going to see a difference. Um, you know, over the course of a week, you may see, you know, the number will go up one pound, but also you could go use the bathroom and it's going to go back down. Like, and that's not, <laughs> that's not a failure. Uh, it's just, you, you know, you're looking for a metric and you're looking at metrics that aren't realistic. Um, you know, and so it really depends on that motivation and what it is you're trying to get out of it. It's almost to, setting yourself up for failure, you know? Yeah. And again, you know, I, I mentioned before about environmental factors, baby, outside of this community, there is no narrative on intentionally getting fat. We are the ones doing it. And we are also the people creating the guidance on that structure. It's like, we are the, you know, the, the people cutting through the jungle with the machetes. Like we are the ones foraging our own path. Everyone who gets to come after us gets to reap the benefits of, oh shit, this is easy. Everybody knows this. And it's us who's going to be old one day saying back in my day, we was fighting uphill to gain pounds because we didn't know shit about shit, but that's absolutely the T. And I feel like there's so many such important points that we've covered just in this short hour, because it's already been an hour, my God, just about the, the real fucking tea that so much of this comes down to setting yourself upright, not judging yourself, surrounding yourself with the right people, giving yourself grace, eating the right food, pushing yourself where you need it. I mean, God, that so many different factors that affect so many different things. And maybe this is ultimately why we all struggle with plateaus, because plateaus aren't just caused by one thing they're caused by a series of things and they all have different solutions that are nuanced and so every plateau you're going to encounter is going to be made of different things so the solution is going to need different things tim coming to you for a sec here because you've obviously overcome your 250 barrier recently talk to me a little bit about what you've learned from that experience and then we'll close out well you know i know that it's it, like i said it's going to be a slow incline for me i've that's something i've had to come to terms with and there's one other thing that happens that um, I honestly don't know how to give advice on it, but just like it, it's something that still affects me is 
uh, I could be really feeling myself. I could put out a uh, Instagram post or a Twitter picture or a TikTok, and I could occasionally get a comment like, yeah, you look good, but you could always be bigger. No matter how much confidence I have gained in this gaining journey, that still affects me. That still makes me feel insecure when someone says that. I'm like, God, maybe they're right. You know, like I'm trying hard and it's not working the way I want it to. And maybe I should just give up, you know, like, and I hate that, that, that I allow that to get to me, but like, I know that this is something that a lot of people struggle with when they get comments like that and like, well, how do I deal with this now? You know, someone's saying like, yeah, you're good, but you're not good enough. You know, you know, we've said this before on the podcast People try to pass that off as humiliation kink. That is not humiliation kink. That is called negging. That's just straight up being an asshole. That is not good in any community space. Nowhere, not ever. So don't do that, period. Right? Second of all, to that point, again, environmental factors, babe. Environmental factor is this is the only space in the universe where you can be coming fat and it's celebrated and it's uplifted as a good thing. You can't go to the civilian world and be lauded and celebrated for it because people are out there going, you're a fat fucking freak. What are you doing? Kill yourself. So you've got to come here to get your rest, get your peace, get your support, get that love. And it's all tied up with expectation and all this other kind of bunk. It's no wonder we struggle. Again, this is that moment of giving yourself grace. Why do you struggle with it, bitch? Because they have us over a barrel. We've got to come here to get our love. We've got to come here to get that support. So this is something where we all need to come back to that reality point and give each other the real, real. Let's not be out here judging people against imaginary things. Let's give people the real, real with what we see before us. And I want to say, close out on one thing. People question me on why I will post photos of me hanging out with other people in non-sexual contexts or why I post photos of the meals that I cook as recipes because that's reality i am trying to show you hey look at this cool little meal i made i went to the effort of writing you out the ingredients the calories per serving and the process which is usually dead fucking simple because everyone is out here looking for recipes looking for tips and tricks and i'm out here like well if no one else is going to write down what they're eating i'm going to put it out there and if you've got something better post about it share it put it on your stories give it to people this weird like uh gatekeeping withholding of the information it's weird don't do that share and share alike and when it comes to like posting photos in normative situations that's because that's where i get my gain of community from i live for the online context where i get to have amazing conversations but getting to be with people who get me in person in real life where i can be like bitch this is what i'm experiencing with my gains and people who get that that lifts me up just like it does in any other context it's the reason why as queer people having queer friends and family is so important why having support networks of friends is so important it's the same thing we all need to do that community thing of bandying together so does anyone have any final thoughts on plateaus before we close out I would just say that uh, it's it's always good to take a step back and, and sort of take a look at reality versus fantasy. Are you actually at a plateau or is it just happening slower than you would like it to happen? Because everybody wants the fantasy. I mean, you know, that's the thing. But re reality can, you know, set in and, and you'll have to realize I'm not really at a plateau. I'm just slow and steady.
because that's how my body works. And so taking a step back and reevaluating that a lot of times would kind of puts it in perspective. One thing that I'll say that I'll guess I'll close out on um, is some advice that I got when I was in my master's degree and I was in my voice lessons and I was getting frustrated because I felt like week to week I was making like no progress at all. And my teacher told me, he said, Michael, you got to love yourself where you are right now in this moment. Yeah, you, you're going to be a little bit better than the person that you were yesterday, but it's going to be incremental. How much progress are you going to make from this point to next week, within a month, within a year, within five years, and so on and so forth, right? You know, I... It's. Uh, I could have never gone from you know a little one hundred eighty pounder to just immediately nearly five hundred pounds within the course of a year or whatever. You know, it's taken me sixteen years, really, uh, and it's been worth it, absolutely. Uh, but it just takes time and learning how to love yourself as you are in the present imperfections, quote unquote. Uh, not that I don't think that you know any of uh, uh, you know any type of weight is considered imperfect, but just where you are, you gotta love to learn or to to love. I mean, and the last thing that I would just have to say is, I mean, you gentlemen have both hit the nail on the head on a lot of everything today, but just be consistent and be yourself and have fun. That's honestly putting so much stress on everything else of, I've said it before, comparative to who, where everyone else is at, who gives a fuck? Like you're doing this for yourself. If you've tried route one and it doesn't work, deviate and find a new alternative that's going to work for you. And like we've said, not everybody's the same. You're going to have to do a little bit different and a, a little extra steps here and there to try and make what's going to work for you. This to be fun, not a burden. Yes. What about you, Tim? Anything you want to say before the end? Um, just to reiterate what Ken said, like, it should be fun. It should not be a chore. And plateaus are a normal part of the gaining process. Everyone goes through a plateau, whether weight gain, weight loss, bodybuilders go through plateaus. Like, this is just a normal part of the body changing shape. Yeah. And sometimes I have to sit back and look at it like, you know, maybe my body is trying to tell me, you need to maintain here for a little bit. Because if you went too quickly, another problem could develop. So, you know, your body is kind of taking over and saying, I got this. I got this. You know, we'll get you there. But, like, we're going to have to do stair step in here because there's only so much stress I can handle. And, you know, so you just got to trust the process. I love all that. And honestly, I've got nothing to say here because y'all have already said it and we've been saying it all night long. There are 50 million things that we can consider when it comes to plateaus. There's factors around it. There's factors in it. There's factors within ourselves. The only thing that you can do is take a deep breath, hold, exhale, and look at it and go, what is the next correct choice to make? Ken said, be methodical. Michael, we've said, give it time. Eric was saying, let's move through these things. And all of us are just saying, it's all coming together. 
So that's all it is. It's all these things, all it's everything, everywhere, all at once, starring Michelle Yeoh, and it's a fantastic film. And that's where we're going to close out today. So everyone, thank you so much for being here. Now, where can the listeners find you online? You can find me on Grammar as Braveheart Lion with underscores between the words Brave Underheart underscore Heart underscore Lion. Uh, and that's the only one I really use. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. I also have an OnlyFans and a Patreon. Um, I'm real simple, Thick Boy Gains with two C's and an S at the end on all social medias. And you can find me on Grammar at Fatrick or on Instagram as Fatrick underscore the underscore gainer. Oh. I love it. My goodness, everyone, that's going to be a wrap for now here on Thick Radio. Please remember to like and subscribe, rate us five stars, and leave us a good review. Now, listen, if you like this episode of the podcast or just us in general, share it with your friends and encourage them to tune in. You can find me on Instagram, Beefy Frat, and Stuff and Show at Stanham. And you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, and Beefy Frat at Thicky Mouse. You can also look us up on Instagram and TikTok at Thick Radio or on our website at www.podpage.com forward slash Thick Radio. If you want to submit a voice note, you can find the link in the show notes. And if you have any questions or ideas for episodes, you can reach us at thethickradio at gmail.com. So until next time, bye fats. Bye fats. Bye, bye fats. fats.